Hello, and welcome to a Common Life podcast where it's our vision to see empowered and well-informed families living seasonally and connected to the land. I'm your host, Taylor Myers, and today in this episode, I want to talk about how I went about putting in a garden when we moved into the city. I think a lot of people get intimidated at the beginning of the process. You know, if you don't already have a garden and you want one, you might be thinking you have to have a raised bed garden or it has to be perfect and there's a lot to think about. And in some cases there is, but I wanted to tell you how I went about doing it because I'm not a technical person and, you know, it's it was pretty simple for me. So when we moved into the city, the first thing I had to consider was where is the sun? Well, you know, I guess I didn't want to put it in the front yard, so I knew it was going in the backyard. And then I had to think about, okay, where's the sun? Where's it going to get the most sun? Because most vegetable crops are going to want as much sun as possible. It turns out in our backyard, the best place was going to be right up next to our house on the south-facing side of our house. And it still doesn't get that much sun. I think it does affect some of the crops. We don't get a ton of fruit uh, when it comes to like tomatoes or even our broccoli and our cabbages. Uh, they don't put out huge heads, and um, I think some of that has to do with the sun. But we get enough to still have great crops. So the first thing you want to think about if you're going to put in a garden is sunlight. You want to get your sun. The other thing that I thought about was I had to keep the pest out. And the first pest that I wanted to keep out was bunnies. We have so many bunnies. They come out in March and April every year, and they decimate anything we've planted. They eat our blueberries, all of our flowers, our herbs. They're voracious, and they're really annoying. So I put a little fence. It's only, gosh, two feet high, max. Actually, it's just chicken wire, and I framed it up with some wood, make it look kind of nice. I think maybe you've seen pictures in our newsletter, but that's that's what I did to keep the bunnies out. The other thing is I had to keep my dogs out. I have a 175-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback that loves to go to the bathroom on whatever we plant. He pees on it. He poops on it. Right now, we have strings that are keeping him outside of our herb garden because he kept going in there and going to the bathroom right on top of our plants. It's the oddest thing, but he does. So we knew we had to keep him out of the garden. So after I knew I could keep the pests out and the sunlight was going to be the best that I could get in our yard. Uh, The other thing that I had to consider was the soil. And for this, I really just made it as simple as possible. I took a weed eater and I whacked down all of the fescue and the clover that was there. And then I just added a thin layer of compost that I went to Lowe's and got and an additional layer of peat moss that I got from our local farm co-op. It's the uh, Promax... Uh, kind that I recommended on the website. Sorry, ProMix. It's the ProMix kind that I recommended on the website. I got two bells of it, a couple bags of compost, and I added it just on top of the soil and on top of the ground that was already there. And then I took my broad fork and I aerated the soil. I raised up some of that compacted soil underneath just to try to get some air in there. And then I covered the whole garden with a four to six inch thick layer of leaves from mulch. And that is literally all I did. 
And I let it sit there for a month, month and a half before I planted right into it. And now two years later, uh, the soil still, you can still see kind of the, the layers where the, the native soil was and kind of where I added in the uh, mulch, um, sorry, not the mulch, the compost on top of it. And, but it's slowly expanding and it's, it's getting more and more friable and I have not tilled it at all. And that's all I did to it. Um, what I just mentioned, I'm, I've never even tested my soil. I've never tilled it. And then, you know, the space is pretty small. It's uh, it's about six feet by 40 feet. And I mean, I cram a lot of plants in there and I really don't rest any parts of the garden. When the spring and summer's over, I take my plants out and I put a new fall crop right behind them. And, uh, you know, it's growing plants year round. And so far I've had four growing seasons in the garden and I've had great success. And the thing that I love about our garden is I have very little weeds. I mean, I've got some nutgrass that pops up in a few areas that I have to look out for and a few other different types of weeds that aren't really problematic that keep popping up. But overall, I mean, I, I really, I do not have to worry about weeds at all. I stay on top of the few that do pop up, but because I'm not tilling and I'm getting rid of all the seeds that come up on top, I have very little problems with weeds. And again, this is really a credit to heavy mulching with the leaves, and then also just no-till policy that I have. And really, to disturb the soil as minimal as possible, I go so far as to never even pull up a plant in the garden. I cut plants at the base. What that does is it keeps me from disturbing the soil and bringing a bunch of weed seeds up to the surface, and it also allows me to not disturb the, the microbiology in the soil, and all those roots Instead of yanking them out of the ground, I leave them in the ground, and over time, the microbes in the soil and insects in the soil will eat those roots, and it'll leave the cavities for uh, water to go down into and air to go down into. So I, I don't even pull up plants in the garden. I just cut them at the base. So building your soil and paying attention to your soil is, is how you're going to take you know, your garden to the next level and really keep you from having to do a ton of work. Uh, so don't till and mulch heavy. And wherever you are, if you have a backyard and you want a garden, just find you a good spot that's got some sun and make sure you can keep your dogs out of it and the bunnies. And then just start mulching. I mean, yeah, go get you some compost, something, throw it on top and then cover that sucker up with some leaves and plant in it and see what happens. Now, there are some exceptions. If you have Bermuda grass, you know, that stuff is devilish. You know, it's going to jump into your garden. It doesn't matter what you do. It'll come up through 12 feet of soil to get to the top and find the sun. So that's kind of a, you know, a whole different episode on in and of itself. Don't be discouraged if you have Bermuda, but don't just put your garden on top of your Bermuda. That's for sure. And then maybe another exception would be if your soil is just like rocks and like so hard because it's been in the middle of a path or, you know, it, it's just gravel and clay. In that situation, you might have to put in some type of raised bed. Uh, but, a, but a lot of people like raised beds. They like raised gardens. They definitely aren't my go-to. I've had them in the past and I have put them in for people. But the cost of the soil and lumber for one bed can really get prohibitive especially if you get cedar wood or cypress and some quality soil. And I, I just don't think it's necessary. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. If you can do it and you do it right, it is the Cadillac of garden beds and gardening. Um, but, I, you know, I'd hate for someone not to garden because they don't have a raised bed. You know, the way we did it at our house was pretty low-key, pretty low-technical. So I just wanted to encourage you all and hope that you're not not gardening because you feel like it's going to be really difficult to find the garden spot and get started. Don't let that keep you from doing it. Don't let that keep you from having a garden. It's not complicated. You can do it. Well, that is going to be it for this episode. You can find us online at acommonlife.co and on Instagram at acommonlife underscore. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, go do that. I write about what's going on in our garden, among other things. And lastly, if you aren't a member of our community and receiving The Common, a seasonal guide that walks with you through what you should be doing in the garden, it has seasonal recipes, a harvest guide, lunar calendar, and a lot more, uh, you should definitely consider that. I put a link in the description of this podcast where you can go check that out. All right, this was fun. And until next time, happy gardening.